everyone, welcome to Oh My Lit. This is Tanuja. And I'm Rosa. Today we will be talking about life in London. I know, London times. Uh, neither of us is from here, so we're always very excited and surprised about the city. Yeah, we're, we're not born in London, but we are proper Londoners now, aren't we? Uh, are we? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you get mad at somebody standing still mm-hmm. on the left side of the escalator. God. If you cannot bear Oxford Circus because all the bloody tourists. Nope. There you go. Okay. I had to go to Piccadilly today, I have to say. And I was going like with a baby, so I was going yeah. a little bit slower. And still, I hated absolutely everyone and their slow steps. And I hate Piccadilly with all my heart. I think that's Oxford Circus for me. I just can't bear. People just don't know where they're walking. Somebody stumbling into someone. You know when everybody was like going to Bermondsey to start the queue for the funeral? Yeah. Oh, I, God, no. I know. <laughs> and then people were coming from all over, right? And that was just like all the tails, all the ticketing uh thingies were full because these people were there and they were taking a while to so they were putting their oyster card they were trying to slot it where the print card goes the print ticket goes. oh god and i i had had a very long day and i did not <laughs> mean to shout it out loud i really didn't i just wanted <laughs> i just like I, I thought i was saying it under my breath and i just said move and you know, like the sea, they parted. They all just kind of <laughs> scattered out of my way, and I was like, "Wow, wow, okay." Um, um, I just, I just yeah. didn't have the patience that day, and I had a really long day, so I just wanted to go home. Um, I feel like we're Londoners. I have to say that every time that I go back home, because you know, I come from a small town. Yeah, everything is so excruciatingly slow. Oh and then God. my parents are like, oh, this is the way of living. Like, this is so lovely. And yes, I agree. It's lovely. But it gets so much on my nerves. Uh, not much of a contradiction for me, to be honest, because I came from Pune and in India, and it's so populated that London seems like, all right, there are people. <laughs> not enough people, but there are people. And whereas I see my friends coming from the north, and they're like, oh, my God, London is so crowded. I can't. And I was like, wow, you shouldn't come to India ever. You're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Um, so why London, Rosa? Why did you decide to move here? Um, Actually, it was for love. <gasps> <laughs> love got you to London. Oh, Kim's is going to have a field day with this. But he moved here first, and we did, like, the long-distance relationship for a while. Yeah. And it's just not my job. Um, yeah. So I told my parents, like, oh, I'm thinking about moving to London with this guy that I've only met for six months. Oh. And my parents were like, yeah, sure, go. Um, Your brother lives there. Like, worst yeah. case scenario, it doesn't work. Just come back. Like, eh, who cares? <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I moved here um three, four years ago. Yeah. Such an adventure, Rosa. I think I moved around the same time. Um Really? Yeah, I obviously 
wanted to get into publishing. So yeah. I was like, where's That's that? Cool. Where's that happening? Take me there. <laughs> where, where, where are you guys? I'll be there. <laughs> I didn't really think I would ever stay in London because I stayed in Birmingham before. And mm-hmm. as a student, good times. But after the student life, I just didn't, I, I, I just didn't feel like home as such. Whereas London felt really comfortable. And I think it's yeah. mostly for the reasons that everybody else dislikes London, which is, which is because of the crowd. Whereas I like people. I like a busy city. I like I like somewhere where things are happening because that's that's the kind of place I come from. And I obviously meet so many different people here from like different yeah. cultures, different countries. It's a melt. What do you say? What's the cliche? The melting pot of cultures. The blah, melting blah, blah. pot. Uh, the melting pot. The pot <laughs> has melted and spilled over. And there's always something to do in London. That's my point. That's what I like about London. I don't like people. I actually kind of hate people. Um, but mm. <laughs> there's so many things to do. And I remember during lockdown that there were no tourists and you could go to the National Gallery and just be alone, just walking around the National Gallery. It was so cool. Uh, I remember like seeing the the Van Gogh's uh, alone. Wow. Just me in the room. Oh, my God. Oh I loved it so gosh. much. <laughs> How did they let you in? Um, It was when museums were starting. Like, everyone was waiting for, for like, clubs and stuff to open. And I was, like, there, ah. like, yeah. But where's the National Gallery, people? Oh, <laughs> smart. I knew, I knew that the first days it was going to be empty. Oh, yeah. It was so pleasant. Oh, that's good. I didn't, uh, yeah, that's why I was really frustrated during the pandemic. Because I was, like, I'm literally in London. And yeah. I can't <laughs> enjoy anything. I was getting on my nerves a lot. But I was... I, I Do you remember the cycling era of the pandemic where everybody got cycles and just like went cycling everywhere? I, I explored yeah. London on. I know, you, but you, you, I know, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> but you cycle as a means of transport, whereas I cycled to get back with nature, whatever I could find in London. Oh. It was amazing. <laughs> I actually. And I, you know what? I just, I didn't realize because I just like used my Google Maps and I'd go to places, but then I'd check my Google Maps and I wouldn't have moved an inch on the map. And I'm like, when is this going to move? Like, when am I <laughs> going to proceed? Um, I, I love that because then I could go into the city and like not feel very sort of cornered with people. I was just on the move. Um, and I went to all the parks. And wherever I could, wherever I wanted to stop, it was such freedom. I love, you know, I love cycling. I absolutely yeah. adore it. Um, my my issue is with people like you. <laughs> people like me? What do you mean people like me? Like people that decided during the pandemic, I'm going to start cycling. And they started like cycling to work whenever they had to go to the office and things like that. And they are all uh, useless drive- drivers because you have to be very self-aware if you're a bicycle driver. I I went insane. I, I First it. of all, I never cycled to work. I never cycled to work. I couldn't <laughs> have. I was too far. And second of all, like, yeah, people started doing that. You know what? This is a quintessential London episode because we just sound like grumpy people who sit in yes, trains totally. and like... I'm grumpy about everything. Like literally, that that's okay. I will move on from this. 
tell me about your favorite like which one do you prefer like north london east london what's your favorite i'm a northeast person um, oh northeast okay because i you know you know that i'm a dalston girl i am mm. obsessed yeah um so yeah anything yeah dalston islington a little bit of stratford tottenham bruce group all that yeah area. i'm i'm game i'm i'm in um, I'm feeling that. Then, yeah, then you get to the south and I know absolutely nothing about it. What What is in the south? <laughs> I've never been there. I would say, well, south is pretty, you know. I am now in the south. You should visit me. Um, <laughs> but I am very close to Waterloo, like close to Central. So, uh, yeah. But, okay, so I, I, my vibe is East London, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, stayed yeah. there, f- not for too long, but I completely felt like, oh my god, I'm home. Um, I love the markets, I love the people, I just love the shops, Brick Lane, take me back. Um, uh, I just had the best, like the best time there. And I love East London fashion, yo. Yeah. Have you seen yeah, yeah. those girlies? Have you seen <laughs> those amazing people? Yeah. Oh, I just... It's just so chill, but also edgy. Love East London. It's every time that I arrive in Dalston and I see my people and I see like everyone dressed how they have, however they want and no one bats an eye. Yeah. It just makes me so, so happy. And I, it makes me think of, I, I told you that I was going to reread uh, White Teeth by mm. Zoe Smith because I had no memory whatsoever of uh, that book. Uh, so I re- reread it. and. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I forgot how much fun it is. And one of the characters decides to move to a neighborhood because they have friends in the same neighborhood. And I find that that's such a quintessential London thing to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was looking for houses next to yours. Do you remember? I was like, I want to stay near Rosa. Um, (laughs) I look for houses that have a direct line of transport to my brother's house. Mm. Oh, whenever we've moved, it's always been like, okay, but it needs to be like one train or one tube or one bus or whatever, but one, you yeah. know? Because I cannot be asked. And when we moved to Islington, we did the exact same thing. I was like, okay, where is the, where is Stratford? Let me check that. Yeah, yeah. Why did by Zeddy Smith is very fun. It also has this thing um, of uh, people considering some neighborhoods of London uh, that are a little bit, let's say, a little bit more dangerous, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that live in those neighborhoods completely refuse that that label. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I did the exact same thing when we were living in Bruce Grove. Uh, everyone yeah. would tell me, like, I'm sorry, are you living, you're living in... in in Bruce Grove, um, you know that Bruce Grove is a little bit. They would be like, no, that's absolutely not true. Preposterous, preposterous. Every person, like I, a lot of people, obviously who weren't living there, told me Seven Sisters is very dodgy. Oh, and uh, my friend was living in Seven Sisters, and she's like, well, if you're not part of a gang, you're you're alright, babes. And I was just like, what do you mean by that? And they're like, no, I, I live in Seven Sisters. There's nothing. I'm fine. I've gone home at 3 a.m. and it's completely fine. And people, I, I totally believe that. If you're part, if you live there, you don't, 
because you probably feel safe um and then you hear it from somewhere like I used to stay in Woolwich before and people were like oh my god that's crazy that's so dangerous mm-hmm. and I'm like no it's actually pretty awesome I have the yeah. best view but then near the station I also saw a donation box and I yeah. asked my friends why they're asking us to donate our knives yeah and ah. I was like I thought this is I cuz I'd seen a clothes donation box and I was like I just didn't get it I really thought we're donating knives to the needy and I was like <laughs> do people really need knives more than they need clothes is that like is that like a separate box for shoes cuz I used to put the shoes in the uh, clothes yeah. donation and my friend was just laughing and she's like no it's to surrender your knives and I was like it just took oh, me it just took it me naively <laughs> it didn't click at all it took me naively too long to figure yeah. that out i i was a kind of fit of person that would say like ah oh, no it's bruce group it's not that hardcore like it's not that bad um the day that we decided to move uh was the day that i went out for milk and when i came back there was a pool of blood like in near our house and i was like we are living <laughs> oh my <God>. kids <laughs> Yeah. But you know that happens I I really think it really depends because it's London, right? London is a yeah. huge place. It's a fast-paced city. Things happen. Even when I was yeah. in East London, they cordoned off like this whole area because somebody was shot in the leg. And I was like, otherwise the area is pretty safe. Like I've walked there at yeah. 3 a.m. at night. I it's pretty I don't yeah. get right. <laughs> No, I mean it just yeah, it doesn't seem like and it is like that it just is it's london um what's your favorite like place to visit in london i mean there um, might be I, many there's a huge list to understand i'm a sucker for markets you know like i yeah I just, oh no i was yeah. going to say the same thing <laughs> i mean it's the funniest thing to do in london like going to i love the one in brixton um i'm i'm of course a sucker for the riley market Yeah. Uh, Dalston represent I'm here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Borough Market and Kalamin yeah. Flower Market. Obviously those are the closest to me and I used to go there every weekend. And oh everybody should try the chocolate raspberry vegan ice cream at Borough Market. Like cannot stress that enough. That was like the okay. best ice cream I used to do. honestly without fail every weekend. Raspberry on top, chocolate at the bottom. Too good. Nice. Yeah. You know I work by the Borough Market. Um so it's been also also yeah. Borough Market, one of the only places you can find rabbits in London. I'm sorry I keep saying Borough Market. I wanted to say Broadway Market. Oh rude. <laughs> I know. It's because now I first I used to live near Borough uh, Broadway Market and now I live near Borough Market. So it just confuses. Yeah, Borough Market is also very nice. but it's very expensive for me i have to say oh no no it's extremely pricey you don't yeah. want to know how much a rabbit costs it's yeah I, i just go there to look at people yeah <laughs> watch them eat <laughs> look at the 1% <laughs> i have to say i love camden town i feel like camden is like my second favorite place like i love camden but it's so touristy I it, that's that's the thing it is touristy and obviously when i visited the first time i visited as a tourist 
but i i love the food market i just love the shops um i i don't know i feel like i always have a good time in camden i wanted to recommend a book um so i i i try to choose books from my favorite areas of london like where the books are based um but this one it's really different from i chose this because it's like super different from the life i live in london mm-hmm. and uh it's actually like a pretty sad book but it's so deeply moving and has some beautiful language in it it's honor by elif shafak mm i don't uh, know about it dude okay first of all she's amazing you should read all her books <laughs> i would just start from there but this is a story of immigrants and mm-hmm. it's it centers around these two like two, these twin sisters who are mm-hmm. born in like a kurdish family and one of them basically gets married and moves to london and one of them stays back to take care of parents and becomes like a midwife uh just like a very well respected knowledgeable a uh, woman yeah. in the village uh but but there's like some weird you know um there's a sto- there's some drama there like why she went and why she stayed back yeah and so we see these parallel ra- lives running one in the village and one in london and then the sister who goes to london she has children and um sort of like tries to live in london in this in this sort of you know completely different from her village and her society and i there's like there are elements where she has to fend for herself like her husband is not supportive at all or that her eldest son is like kind of being radicalized in some ways oh um we see things in flashback we see things from somebody else's perspective so there are moving parts to this story but you will never guess like how it ends like i really i just didn't know what was going to be next it's not like a thriller or a mystery or anything you just you just don't realize how these lives cuz you see the ending first like you see like bits of like whatever comes at the end first and you're just wondering what must have happened for their lives to come to this point because they start yeah. at a very different point but i just thought that this is you know there are lots of immigrants here um mm-hmm. i am mm-hmm. one of them and everybody's life is so unique and their journey yeah. in london is so different like i feel like i was very lucky to share my journey with a lot of people because mine started from publishing and as soon as i met other people who had come to london just to be into publishing i found that camaraderie but there are so many people who come in uh, to london to escape war in their countries or to mm-hmm. escape some kind of troubles in their countries their journey yeah. is very could be one of isolation could be one full of like misery Uh, or it literally just is different it's it's so so i just wanted to highlight with this book and it is set in london and um you kind of realize how the kids who grow up so their first gen- generation sort of british right and then how they grow up, grow up to the um, 
to the traditions in their family, but also, Completely. Uh, you know, being out and about in London. And it's set in the 70s. So, again, um, things were really different at that time. Um, I, I really, now that you talk about, like, the immigrant experience and how different people uh, leave their, their experience here in London, uh, yeah. it makes me think of another book that I wanted to recommend, that is Wahala. Um, you know, I was obsessed with this book uh, when it came out at the beginning of the year yeah. because uh, my partner says that I'm a lot of Wahala sometimes. Uh, yeah. Wahala means travel. I, I love yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that word. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so this book is about three, well, yeah, a group of three friends that are uh, from Nigeria uh, but live in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of them have a different relationship with uh, being a Nigerian woman, uh, um, what they bring from their culture to their day-to-day life, what kind of connection they want to have with the, with their culture. It's very yeah. lovely because the three of them are extremely different and are in extremely different situations. And also it's very lovely because it talks about um, Nigerian restaurants uh, that, you know, I absolutely adore. Yeah. And it talks about some Nigerian food that I hadn't even tried because Kins is very particular with his food. So I had only yeah. tried what he had introduced me to. And then I was reading and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is Suya? Why did no one introduce me to this? I can't <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that is another part of London, right? Like the food, the bloody food. food. Oh, my gosh everything and trust me I've gone I've gone to like my friend's place or not and we're like oh maybe we should order something and you go on you go on just eat or deliver and you have like five options like it just like it's just so Mm. weird sometimes and I have tried so me and my friends I think this was like maybe like halfway during the pandemic or before before the pandemic we decided to try as many different cuisines as we could like we checked nice. off countries and we we went to like a Swedish restaurant to try like like traditional Swedish food. I yeah, I please don't even ask me <laughs> the names of those dishes. I I don't know what that was. What um Swedish food. Meat, bread. Yeah. It was like, it was tasty. Ikea meatballs. It's it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, it was tasty. It was tasty. But I've just like been to like, you know, the udon uh, noodle bar. Mm. Oh, my God. Or like the six pound pizza um, with the frozen margarita. That is amazing. I have to take it. It's an angel. It's well, it's not. It's a chain. It's pizza union. So you can find it, whatever. But the, I went to the one in angel. Um, so I, I really enjoyed a lot of food here. I think I've had like good bloody food. I have to say when I came here, I refused to eat Indian food. Really? Yeah, only because I always, I was always disappointed because I obviously yeah, I, have the raw deal <laughs> back at home. Um, but I have found since then some really good restaurants that do, you know, it might not be like food that you get in India, but it is food that's as close as it can come to, and it's delicious. Um, my my flatmate recommended cricket, like starts with a K, and apparently mm. I I still have to order, but apparently she like she loves it and she's Indian as well. Um, 
I obviously there's Dishoom and Darjeeling Express and like all those amazing restaurants. Oh my god, I want to go to Darjeeling so badly. Yeah, we really have to book in advance, bro. Like we really gotta know, we, we gotta set it's a date. So I, I, I know the story uh, from the, the chef and it's it's incredible. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's she, incredible. Wow. But I know I know exactly what you mean because it took me forever and a half to find Spanish restaurants that I was happy with. Yeah. Uh here. Because I, I was like I I knew that it wasn't going to be like home, but at the same time you're like, yeah, but it could be uh, a bit better. Yeah. Uh but there's like two that I love and both of them are owned by Valencian people uh, my people so I'm very excited yes please tell me where De La Terra that is near Essex Road and Mari Terra that is um near actually near my workplace so near Waterloo okay let's go there yeah let's go one day this is a good idea we should ask people from different countries which restaurants they like and then go to those Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I have to ask Andrea too because she would love to come. She's also from Spain. Let's do that. Let's let's have a, a restaurant day out. Yes. Yeah, and what I used to do before, right? Every time I had a publishing interview, <laughs> I would go to those different areas in London, mm-hmm. right? And I would then treat myself mm-hmm. to a new restaurant after the interview. Yeah. And I had octopus at this like Spanish tapas bar with like paprika and everything. It was so good. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I didn't get the job, but I got an octopus out of this. It's amazing. It's fucking tasty. Like, I love it. Um, Pulpo a la gallega. That's, that's like my favorite thing. It's so good. I, I don't think I can pronounce that. You'll have to, you'll have to teach me sometime. <laughs> Not <Okay>. now. <laughs> yeah. So I have another recommendation and obviously I wanted to set something from Hackney or like East London. Um, so I had two choices and I had to, I, I decided to pick one and it's Mr. Loverman from Bernadine Everesto. So I started looking at a backlist basically after reading uh, <laughs> Government Other and this one is really good. So this is based around Mr. Loverman, this guy named Barry. He's in his 60s and he's got like, mm-hmm. you know, like these, old geezers like who used like end old up meet geezer i i don't know how else to put it but like these guys have been <laughs> in that area for like 20 more than 30 years and they're literally the embodiment of that borough and they know everyone yeah. and they know all the people and they'll just come and have a chat with you and they'll just tell you some stories like i used to go to yeah. dove and like drink with my flatmates and we'd always meet someone or the other like who was just yeah. like this amazing personality so barry's But I get a feeling that Barry's just like that. He's flamboyant. He wears a retro, like he's suit and boot all the time. Retro vibes. Um, And he's a husband and he is a father. Except that Barry here is cheating on his wife. And she thinks he, he's cheating um with like other women. But Barry here is um in love with his sort of childhood best friend. And he is gay. Um, mm. so it's highly nuanced and, you know, Bernadine sort of explores like his culture. He's like from the Caribbean and like that community and, uh, sort of brings that to the forefront, but also Barry's own like his fears and prejudices and how, 
how he's also lovable but also has the, has this conundrum at the same time and is sort of being unfair to his wife and how that pans out so i i just think that i just think the characters she's written are just beautiful as you can yeah. see how she comes up with girl woman other because she's been writing such amazing characters the whole time um but it's set in hackney and i so i wanted to choose a book from that area so i chose this one and it's lovely I feel like everyone should read it yeah it's so funny that you're recommending a book from hackney because my next recommendation is also from hackney oh okay i love hackney yeah um i actually haven't read this one yet but i've read so much about it and i like i'm on a waiting list on my library for it mm-hmm. uh it's called a concise chinese english dictionary for lovers Ooh. by xian leong go uh and it's uh actually like her life in london arriving to london and it's written at the beginning in broken english because her english wasn't good enough and you can see how her english evolves yes it's super cool so her english evolves literally in like you can see it evolve in the book that's amazing that's super cool and she lives in hagney and she like writes this uh, book between like greasy spoons and pubs and um hackney itself and you know one of my favorite things about london about england actually are the greasy spoons like the concept of a greasy spoon it's so amazing what is the concept of a greasy spoon <laughs> i can't believe you don't know this i love it a greasy, greasy spoon. spoon is like Greasy spoon is like you know those cafes that have like the bacon sandwich yeah. and, and are super cheap like corner shops yeah, yeah that's a greasy spoon Okay oh i thought it i thought it had some like more meaning behind that Okay yeah No <laughs> yeah okay They're amazing cool. places So i'm mostly like mostly immigrants like own them I find it so funny that something so quintessentially like british it's owned by immigrants mostly Yeah, I mean even the off licenses, right? Totally. Yeah. My brother came to visit me once and I just felt kind of betrayed by my own community because uh, we went to one of the off licenses and the guy yeah. saw my brother and immediately switched to Hindi. Um and started talking to my brother and then I I was like behind him and the guy immediately yeah. like switched back to English to to speak to me. And I was like, why did you do that? <laughs> even That's I would so rude. even I would like to speak my like country's language some of the other time. That's like that's like the one thing I do complain about is that I don't get to speak different languages enough. Yeah. I I was literally I started speaking three languages from the moment I was I was taught how to speak. Yeah. And I I can feel my Marathi and Hindi sort of rusting a bit in my mind. Yeah. Same. Same. Because I can speak uh I, you know I speak Catalan with my family. Yeah. But I can speak Spanish with everyone like with a lot of people here. Yeah. Spanish is not a difficult language to encounter. Um Catalanese and it feels so I feel a little bit guilty when I have to like look for how to say something or how to write something it's like ah oh, this is oh. my language man. I just I just end up switching to English when I can't find the word in Hindi or Marathi and I only speak to my parents on the phone even my friends back in India we speak in English 
Um, mm. I miss that. That's probably the one. Th- and I guess London is the place where I would find more people who speak my language. Of course, obviously I would. I just haven't. Oh, and actually, that's that's weird. I do have Asian friends, but yeah. we sp- we end up speaking English. Like my flatmate is British Indian, and we end up speaking English. It just. Uh, I think we just get into that comfortable space. That's yeah. Like, why would we change languages when with this one like we understand yeah. each other and everyone understands our son exactly exactly i wanted to ask you something else but i've forgotten now oh yes that was my question we are, we've been in london for more than three years yeah have you seen a celebrity oh my god so i used to work in coffee oh in coffee <laughs> inside coffee beans <laughs> yes that's how it felt at least I used to work (laughs) no but I used I've worked in a lot of coffee shops already here yeah um so you get to see a lot of people when you work in coffee shops Uh uh-huh uh one of our usual customers in a coffee shop that I won't say the name just in case Uh um that I used to work in uh was uh, Harry Styles no way yeah Harry Styles yeah a regular at your coffee shop yeah, I'll tell you later, like, in, in private, which one it is, but I don't want, like, okay, yeah. to overwhelm. Well, yeah. he, he, won't, he won't be coming there any longer. He's, like, in Hollywood now, isn't he? No, I guess that no, but we used to have him, like, as yeah. a regular customer. <gasps> See? Um, yeah. I, I, that's, I feel like I've been wronged somewhere, or I need to fix my vision or something, because for years, and I haven't spotted a single, a single celebrity. Um, I... I saw Harry Styles was one of my usual. Uh, David Tennant uh, <gasps> was, yeah. <laughs> no way! I know! I served coffee to David Tennant. And of course, you cannot say anything because you're not going to be like, uh, hey, uh, I love you. I just had to be like, oh, okay. Could you not Could you not do the coffee art and say I love you on the coffee? <laughs> No, it would be it would be a little bit rude. Okay. Um. Yeah. And I. It. It's no. I had. I was very lucky, to be honest. David Tennant. Oh, I love that man. I just. Uh, He's. Yeah. Oh God. Amazing. Have you seen the? Have you seen the? Who's gonna be like? Have you seen the? Do you watch Doctor Who? Ah, uh, yeah, I do. I'm so excited. I. I can't. I can't wait. Uh. I, I just I literally can't wait, but I also had like the news that Doctor Who's gonna get an American makeover, and I was like, "What's that about?" Like, I don't understand. I'm sorry, no. Yeah, it's quintessential British. Like, no, please. I I I learned about England with Doctor Who. But whenever I watch Doctor Who, I feel like a little child who's just like you know, Christmas is around the every episode feels like Christmas is around the corner, or that or that I get to I get to like be like a like a child again and like watch watch Doctor Who, yay! Um, <laughs> and I feel like with whatever this American makeover they were talking about, I haven't read it anywhere else except Twitter. Um, I just feel like it's not gonna have the same vibes. I'm really worried worried about that, but. Hopefully, it'll be fine. We'll see. But anyway, I haven't seen a single celebrity, and I now my my plan is to buy a ticket to Graham Norton's episode oh. and watch four celebrities in one ticket. Like that's it. That's like literally what I'm gonna do. Or I need you to. Do you boo. I need to do what my friend did because she would go. I don't know, but she had she had photos with so many celebrities. Like 
<laughs> she I don't know what she did. I don't know what how she did it, but I need to do something. I need to do some celeb spotting. Somebody give me yeah. tips, guys. Somebody just give me some tips. Work in a coffee. <laughs> well, now I can't, can I? I just I need tips. Like I need I need some like insider info. What are they going to be at what time? You know my boss like the day I quit, he told me, "Oh yeah, Idris Elba used to come to um this studio which is next to our office like every week and i'm like why are you telling me now i would i could have spent all my lunch hours just doing the rounds of that building mate like i would have put in the time um idrizelva is I something know. else oh my god that man he is uh no words no nothing yeah. love him yeah idris call me uh, <laughs> uh, let's not let's not let's not make this as an adult content podcast. Like we, no. could, we could really it's go okay, there. It's if okay, it's we're just a little bit flustered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just a little bit flustered. Do you think he's gonna be the next James Bond? <laughs> I think he's gonna be our next guest. Yes, <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, manifest, <laughs> manifest it, please. Oh, we. Oh my God, yeah. He I heard myself. I'm sure. He's, Sure, with all the celeb books, I'm gonna Google that Idris Elba book. Idris Elba book. Has, yes, Idris Elba has a book. Nothing. It's a biography it. called So Now What. Let's read it. Invite him. Tell him. Babe, it came out in it came out in 2016. If we call him now, like, hey, it's Who your cares? last press tour. <laughs> Idris, hello. <laughs> My dear. Oh, man. Oh, God. That man has no faults. He can do no wrong. No. Okay. So hot. Which yep. brings me to my last recommendation, which I also... <laughs> I don't, it does not. It does not in any way bring me to my last recommendation. <laughs> there is no segue that can bring me from Edna's Alba. <laughs> I just thought I should get on to my last <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. It's good. It's good. Keep on going. <laughs> anyway, but this guy, he is amazing because one of my friends who was studying uh, creative writing when I was doing my MA in publishing, he was his dissertation professor. Yeah. And it's Hanif Qureshi. He's a celebrated author. And I was looking for a book set in South London because that's where I live now. So I thought I should I should have a book from yeah. that area. And it's called, I, like, first of all, it's the name that got to me, right? Okay, the, Bud, the Buddha of Suburbia. Okay. That's the book. It's an oldie, but a goodie. So it came out, like, in 1991. So it's pretty old. Um, and it's also set in the 70s, I would say. Um, and it's the story about Kareem, who is, um, sort of a mixed race teenage boy has an English mother and Indian father and he um, first of all there are a lot of moving characters like there are a lot of it's a multi-cast like there's a lot happening but focus on Kareem when he like moves out and starts exploring his sexuality and his like has starts having mm. an adventure in London when he like moves like into London and like leaves his house um 
but it's it's like he meets a lot of like different pe- people from like the theater world um he goes to like these parties and he uh it's yeah it's his adventure in london and i feel like that would be a fun read of course there are other things happening in the background and there's yeah. a lot of like family and the sort of his you know his experiences in london and like when he is um independently sort of having fun but also then what's happening in his family at the same time um so it's 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 i feel like it's like his coming of age of kareem yeah. that's what it sounds like i haven't read it yet but zadie smith uh gave a quote to this book she said i don't remember the quote but she said something like when it came out like that's the one book that people devoured in uni like hiding it from everyone else and like reading it um so i want to yeah i just like really the title caught my eye obviously and obviously i need to share i've heard really good things about it so i'm i'm excited to sort of start reading these books it looks like they did a movie out of it yes so there is a movie as well and the movie has da- like Dave, david bowie like made an original song for the movie uh or or there is an oh original or there is an original song in the movie that is made by david um but then nice. i'm not i'm not going to watch the movie before i read the book no 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 of course yeah <laughs> what are we uh, what are we oh, what, oh, um, what are we what are we, <laughs> what, what are we? <laughs> i don't know tano i haven't slept in three months everything is very confusing to me at this point <laughs> Dude, everything is confusing and I'll tell you why. I it's it's supposed to be bloody cold. It's supposed to be autumn and I'm wearing single layered clothing. What is going on? I am at this I'm, point scared. I'm so worried. Yeah. Well, and in this apocalyptic note, I think we <laughs> But okay, like look, the London episode can keep happening because there's so much that we can talk about yeah. London all the time. And yes, because we live here and we've had our own unique journeys. That is I would like to do some other city some other time, dude. Like I would like I would love for us to, you know, like in like few years down the line for some reason yes. we're still doing this podcast. and we are both in different cities or something and then we talk about those cities like would love to yes. see what our journeys take us you know we should we should do like every every year we should like pick a city or something like that let's do let's do barcelona next oh oh my god we could do that we could both go home to like visit our families and do a podcast yes. where we do one barcelona and then uh one pune when i go next sounds next good. year you know I'm, you know i'm not from barcelona but it sounds good anyway <laughs> i think we lived in barcelona for so many years yeah yeah for yeah. many years yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's good <laughs> i i don't think i was i don't know where i'm from because i kept moving every few years when i was in india but that's another story for another time all right we're signing out here let us know what your london recommendations are what books do you like that are based in london are or are about London and tell us about your quintessential London life experience. And as per usual, please subscribe, share, 
uh, scream our joys to the world. And if you're an author or a publisher or a publicist or something related to books that wants to get in contact with us, send us an email. We would be more than happy to check your books. Yeah. And we're open to anything. Call us, text us, write into our DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what is this energy? She's trying to lure. <laughs> let's come here. Let's come here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Toodles.